Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Welcome to TFLP episode 485. I'm Lucas. I am joined tonight by Paul. Hi. And Phil. Howdy. And Anna. Good evening. You all seem, uh, you know, really excited to be here tonight. Hi, let me try again. Good evening. <laughs> Dude, I just, the 80s are back, man. Transformers, Top Gun, Kate Bush songs. Like, haven't you seen the news? There we go. It's pretty exciting. You got Optimus Prime Lego sets that are all the rage. All the rage. The rageest. Hmm. And here I was thinking I was living in the 90s uh, going through Twister today. Look at us. We got the sound uh, working tonight and everything. So what do you know? Good. We won't be held back by any twisters. So. The cow just flies by Paul's camera. That wouldn't be great. No, it wouldn't be great. So, yeah, so tonight uh, we're talking about uh, a little convention coming up here in a couple weeks, finally. Uh, it's been, what, three years in the making now at this point, I think, or because of COVID that we've, like, canceled it uh, a couple times here. So, um, finally, uh, finally having it here. So, how excited are you, Anna? I'm excited. I, I look forward to it. It's always a lot of fun. It goes really fast. It is a great time at the TF Expo. Yeah, so that's what we're, we're talking about. Of course, we can also sprinkle in a little bit uh, as far as other conventions that we're you know thinking about going since uh, I've been trying to convince uh, Phil and Paul to uh, come down from Chicago, but it sounds like that uh, you guys have prior plans that you won't be able to make it this year sorry there's like some noise going upstairs i mean i try i was planning i i had my bags packed for the for the last one before it got canceled so it's not like uh it's just you know this particular one i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it but i want to know all about it because i've never been and you know it sounds like it sounds like it's kind of an underappreciated larger convention. Like I go to DairyCon 
quite quite regularly, not like religiously. I've missed them a few times, especially during COVID. But I have I have an imagination that this is like DairyCon times at least four or five on the organizational scale. I've I've never been to DairyCon, so I can't really compare it. So yeah. Well, does I, the structure you're in have insulation? We, yes. we usually try to have it in a hotel. Uh, well, then so you got to lug up on DairyCon. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. DairyCon is fun. I, I don't want to disparage DairyCon and, and what it is and what it does. But it's in early spring in Wisconsin. And uh, it's not always necessarily warm by then. DairyCon is what it is. You have to You have to go there to experience it before you can even, like, try to understand or describe it like tell, if you explain to what it actually is it might sound like you're disparaging it but you're not you're just it's just what dairy con is it's why is it called dairy con do you know because it's in wisconsin ah, okay it is, Ca- it is smack in the middle of wisconsin fond du lac what that yeah. is spelling be I remember I used to always see stuff about DairyCon before I got into the actual, like, you know, being on a podcast and going to Transformers shows and stuff. And I always thought it sounded so cool. And then I've heard more about it from you all. And I don't think I would like it as much. It's fun. Um, if, if, if you're looking to buy some stuff, you know, there's a decent amount of vendors there. If you're looking to sell some stuff, you'll, you'll make a, a decent buck. But, I mean, that's it. There, there's no, yeah. um, you know, artist alley creators, you know, really going on there. And when I say there's no artist alley, there's some, there's some local creators that that kind of come out and do their thing there. Um, but, but for the most part, it is, um, you know, just, just kind of like an old school toy show that's transformer centric. Yeah, and I think when you put the word con. On the end of anything, there's a certain level of expectation that comes with it with, in most groups of people, and DairyCon doesn't have it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just think a lot of people might be very disappointed if they if they really traveled. But if you can like, if you know what you're getting into and you think it's worth it, like it's it's awesome. Like try to find videos or something. But I've never been to a Transformers Expo, so I'm. I'm curious to see what comes along with that that set of letters put in that sequence. Well, I I would assume that, uh, and, and again, I was not with the original group. So uh, TF Expo started in Wichita. Um, well, it's been over 10 years now at this point. Um, but uh, it was, what, 2009, I think, uh, when it when it first started. And, you know, a group of friends got together. But I, I'd assume that they, um, I think TFCon may have already been used at the point. Um, so, yeah, T- TF Expo is kind of the, um, you know, the name of the game. Um, so, yeah, so I got involved. Uh, I mean, I started going to the shows um, probably like, about six years ago or so and then i i got involved uh when we moved to kansas city here uh a few years ago so um in the first year in kansas city we had it the uh the hotel did not really work out 
Um, it was not a great hotel, so we moved it to a different hotel in Kansas. It, well, it's actually outside of Kansas City. Uh, now it's in Independence, Missouri. But it's Kansas City. You know, it's it's like five minutes down the road from Kansas City. Um, but, it's like uh, St. Charles in Chicago, right? Right, right. Or Rosemont in Chicago. Rosemont, yeah. So, but the uh, the hotel is actually really nice. It's a a more of a local Midwest chain, uh, Stony Creek uh, Hotel and Conference Center. So I don't know if you if you've heard of those before, but it's it's a pretty nice hotel chain. It's a really nice hotel chain. Well, if it's a conference center, then it sounds like it is the right place. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's a really good fit. I, I really like this location. Last year we went to it. Yeah, there is a lot of space, um, you know, with the with the conference center. So it's it's pretty nice. We're able to pretty much rent out the whole thing, uh, you know, for the show. And that that was one of the issues that uh, we had a few years ago with the hotel is they overbooked us with like another show at the same time and they moved us down to the basement at the last minute and it was it was a nightmare so it uh this is this is much nicer so that first tf count of chicago kind of ended up like that at the hotel put him in the basement and there was a supernatural con going on above which was clearly <laughs> far better attended by a broader group of people um and everything was yeah the whole TF con was in the basement and it like totally sucked. Like you could touch the ceiling with your hand, you know? Yeah. I mean, the show was fine. just, but like, it didn't feel great, but they, then the next year we got the supernatural con space and now they've moved. Now that anytime they do TF con Chicago, it's in a different hotel now. Mm-hmm. You know which one it is now, Phil? Continental. Um, is that it? I, I can picture it in my head. It's got the the Caddyshack bar in the back. Yeah, um, yeah it's a, it's a nice accessible location for uh, TFCon Chicago. Um, this is the third year they're going to have it at this location, but actually only the second year where it actually will take place. Assuming it does, because two years ago it was canceled due to COVID. Um, so it's. Uh, not as new or as nice of a hotel as TFCon Baltimore was. Uh, mm-hmm. The hotel we had in Baltimore was was, was a lot nicer and newer. Um, but but the one in Rosemont is, is decent. And again, if you're flying in, it's really, really easy to get to from O'Hare. It's also easy to load into. It's yeah. all on the first floor. Yeah, yeah that, There's something to be said nice, about that. That's one of the nice things about Expo at the hotel um there is is they have a, like a like the loading zone or whatever is pretty easy to get right into the ballroom uh so i think the vendors probably appreciated that and there's not like a i don't know i know like in chicago some of those loading docks that they have for getting in and some of those city ones it's pretty kind of tough to get in um but like this it's it's really easy it's just kind of like on the other side so uh, from that standpoint, it's pretty nice. So, uh, but yeah, so TF Expo is coming up on July 1st and 2nd. So it's uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, so typically the way that the show works is, and, and the schedule should be posted here pretty soon, 
Uh, but uh, usually they do um, uh, the custom class on Friday, but uh, you know the vendors will set up on, on Friday. And then the thing that's a little bit different compared to um, TFCon is is that uh, they actually like open up uh, the vendor room on Friday night. Um, so usually, like we run the vendor room for a couple hours, um, and uh, so that's really nice because you know the crazies can kind of get in there and you know get first crack at at uh, all the fresh merchandise. So is it is it is it Sunday as well? No, just just Friday no. and Saturday. Just so okay. it, it's just one of those things where uh, you know we've done it on Saturday and Sunday in the past, and it just didn't didn't work out as well. And just kind of feedback that people had that Friday and Saturday worked uh, worked better. Uh, you know, people can kind of come in Friday night, hit up the um, you know the vendor room. Uh, and then usually like, uh, we'll do like a trivia, um, type of th event, like after, um, the vendor room closes on Friday night, uh, like at the hotel bar, uh, do like transformers trivia. Um, so I believe we should be doing that again, um, this year. So, and I think that there's like a, like transformers against humanity kind of game as well that we play after like uh, after the kids go to bed kind of thing. So that should be fun too. So what yeah, other I... uh, festivities do you guys have set up for the TF Expo? So that's, uh, so that's Friday. And then Saturday, pretty much the dealer room is open all day Saturday. And so it's essentially the same kind of, um, you know, deal as like TFCon or, or whatever, where there's a, a slate of, uh, various panels from you know from the featured guests and then also um uh trying to think uh junk tank going on um I, mean, I, I would sure. say saturday runs more or less identical to how right. tfcon runs only difference being the dinner yeah so so yeah, so the one one thing that's a little bit different, I don't know if Botcon used to do this, um, where there's a dinner with our featured guests. Um, so people have an opportunity, there's a couple of uh, different packages that you can buy to attend the dinner. So that is a, a premium um, you know, option uh, to, um, to do that. So you can either pay to have dinner with the guests or you can, um, um, or you can just pay to go to the dinner itself. And, and usually we do like a script reading or some type of, of reading at the time. So how do you, who, who comes up with like, if there's a script reading, like who comes up with that? Is that all like new to the, like unique to the event? Um, so we have done that in the past. Um, and I'm, I'm actually have not been involved with the script reading for this year, so I'm not sure what's planned. Uh, but usually we try to make it to the show. Um, so we, we, we have some people that they'll write, um, they'll write it or we will, um, we've had contests in the past where, uh, we've pe had people like win a dinner um to uh if, if they won the script reading contest or writing contest yeah that was really fun honestly because you got a fan written 
script by someone in the audience who got to sit there and be all excited as the um, voice actors read their script and everything. It was cute to watch. Yeah, and it, it, it actually nice. turned out pretty well. Um, you know, sometimes you hear that, you're like, oh, is it actually going to be good? Um, but uh, but yeah, like it's it's not bad. It's It's fun. The, and the voice actors are professionals, right? Like they will make it right. funny, right? Like if it's not very good, they will still make it funny and they will still have a good time doing it and play around with each other. So I think it, I think it's a great experience. I love it. It's super fun to do. And I, that it's kind of cool as a last event because it's really relaxed for attendees. Like, you're tired at the end of a convention. Everyone's tired at the end of a convention, whether they're attending or vending or whatever. And the whole audience just gets to sit at tables and eat a, like, you know, banquet-style meal and listen to voice actors read scripts and the um, staff do different events and charity raffles and stuff like that. It's just relaxing. Because I don't have to get up or move or really talk to people during that time. Well, and that's one of the things like I've always pushed to continue doing the dinner. I know we've always kind of debated whether or not to, to, you know, continue doing it or not. And like what the feedback is, what people have thought about it. I've always really enjoyed it because it's something that is unique. Like that I've, you know, I, I didn't go to the old Botcons myself. Um, and so, you know, like just to have something that's a little bit different from, from TFCon. Um, and then it's kind of a setting too, like, especially if you buy the package where you get to sit with the actors too. Um, like you just don't really, it's, it's not the same as, you know, when you're interacting with them at the show, like it's a lot more relaxed and, um, you know, all that, that type of thing. So I, I've always thought it's like really fun, uh, kind of experience that, um, you know, I don't know. To, to me, it's worth the money, um, you know, for myself. So, but. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because that's not something you see at anime conventions. Like, I've gone to many, many anime conventions and there's no, like, dinners like that. It's actually something you see at doll conventions. I used to go to doll conventions as well and there would always be an end of show banquet type deal with giveaways and raffles and reveals and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a, a takeaway from a different kind of show that I really think is a cool thing to have at the end. Yeah. At first, Dan, I thought you were going to say there were doll voice actors after the doll convention and that, that creeped me out. No artists, artists come, not voice actors. Okay. <laughs> Jane did like, the voice of the little Miss Susie when you pull the string. Um, I, I, I love say, you. I was going to say, too. love you. <laughs> wow. Well, well, there you go, Anna. Maybe, maybe that's what we could do the theme next year. I have a slight delay. They don't know the kind of doll conventions I used to go to. <laughs> Don't turn off the lights. That was kind. <laughs> you can talk over me laughing. <laughs> but it's fun to watch. 
But yeah, um, I mean, the one thing I was going to say, too, is is that uh, I, I feel like, for the most part, most of the stuff is reasonably priced comparative to other shows. Um, you know, I know a lot of, I don't know, like, I know the Planet Comic Con and some of those, like, the prices just keep going up and up and up. Um, and, you know, even when they bring in, you know, some of the big name guys where... Um, you know, some of those bigger packages are hundreds of dollars just for autographs and photos and, and everything. So like we tried to keep the prices, um, you know, consistent with what it was a few years ago. Um, so. And it's a really good opportunity to see those guests because yeah, like TFCon, you know, the last one in uh, California, it had like a bazillion million guests. And I'm sure there were always lines and they were busy and they were doing all sorts of stuff. But at Expo, they do like a panel or two and mostly just hang out at their tables and they're not super busy. So you would realistically get the chance to really talk to them if you went up and bought something, which is really cool. Just to have that kind of, even if it's your know, 20 intimate moments of getting to talk to some voice actor or something, it's something you don't get at the big shows because they're so busy at those big shows. So one or if thing you I'll do, say, you gotta pay arm and a leg for that. One thing I'll say, pro tip: uh, if you're going to TFCon, um, if they're uh, the actor that you want to see is available on both Saturday and Sunday, try to do it on Sunday. Like I feel like that a lot of times, like they have a line out the door on Saturday, but then by Sunday afternoon, like you can go you know, hang out and actually have a, a decent conversation with them. Because Transformers fans have this horrible doorbuster mentality. Like, we can't help ourselves. Whatever there's something, we think we have to be the first in line. We have to get there six hours early and get one of the only three of it. And, yeah, so you benefit by waiting. Patience. Yeah. I will say one thing that you want to be an early bird on is if you are into getting art, um, you know, I, I don't know how it is at TF Expo, but at TF Con, if they're, you know, they get some big name, you know, Transformers comic book artists there. And if you want a piece of original art, that, that is something you probably even want to schedule before the convention starts. You're going to want to find out where that artist is on social media, how they set up their commission list and get that all in place. Because if you wait till the convention itself, they're probably already booked in terms of, you know, they only have so many hours for that weekend that they can do a piece. You know, you might be able to work out a deal to do a piece after the convention and mail it to you. But, you know, most people enjoy getting a piece right there at the show. And, um, you know, so that is something that I would say for, for artists, for, for commission pieces, get that done sooner rather than later. But, but yeah, I, I echo the point about the voice actors. Um. So I know Zaldron was asking if Casey was going to be there uh, this year. Unfortunately, he won't be uh, there this year. So uh, we were going to have um, one of the artists that we were going to have, unfortunately, couldn't couldn't make it, um, you know, this year. So um, uh, Damon Bat, who has done the art for our show for the last few years, was going to be uh, one of the artists there. But then he... He ended up having, uh, you know, uh, you know, pre-engagement, um, so he couldn't couldn't make it this year. So unfortunately, so the uh, the guest this year, so Jim Sorensen is one of uh, one of the guests. So you know, he he kind of takes the place of the artist a little bit, but you know, he did 
um, the uh, history of Transformers and uh, you know book, and he's done several different different books. Um, so you know he he's going to be one of our one of our guests at the show. So it's a good good get. Yeah, no, he's a really nice guy and, and very knowledgeable, um, you know, again, with the uh, with the process. So and he's he's going to do a couple uh, panels himself. So but Lucas only likes to hang out with you if you're a Transformers fan. He's written a Transformers book. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Do I need to write a book? Oh, I don't want to write a book. Sorry. Andy. I said likes to hang out with you. <laughs> oh yeah, he's inflicted with me because we live close to each other. It's true. So. It, it sounds it sounds to me like like so you didn't you didn't start this. This has been going for ten years. So this was right. this started back in twenty ten ish, right? It was two thousand nine. It was going to be the ten year anniversary in twenty or no, I guess I'm sorry, two thousand ten. It was going to be the ten year anniversary in twenty twenty when COVID hit. And then we've been delayed for two years now just because I think it flared up again last summer and so decided to not do it. And then we pushed it until uh, this year. And and part of the thing with that, too, is, is just a lot of the guests that we have, you know, we usually try to focus on, you know, some older like, you know, G1 voice actors and things like that. And, you know, we just would hate to <laughs> expose them to to covid and, and, and whatever so um so the, the guys that did start this were they kind of botcon attendees as far as you know yeah yeah so they did that and they wanted to start their own convention um you know more in the central uh u.s that um you know again it was in wichita uh yeah. you know local show moving to kansas city so well, it it just seems to me like a lot of these kind of traditions and events that you guys carry on with are very derived from some of some of the style of the old of the original Botcon shows that I attended. Some of those, like the dinner and um, the way the packages sort of were set up, and some of the some of the kind of the participation events. Um, they you know they used to do. <clears throat> there was a lot of things that you know you wouldn't see that would be there and happen that wouldn't be in the photos if you hadn't been at the event like the casino night and like bingo and like the auction and all sorts of these crazy things that you, you could like walk away with tons of awesome really expensive product for for super cheap or just have a good time you know not buying something you could actually just enjoy it was sort of to build camaraderie, I guess, amongst the the attendees, and that kind of. I don't. I don't feel like there's a ton of that at TFCon. I think they've kind of like said, "Yeah, hey, we don't care about that part of this, that part of." Uh, I don't know convention going. It sounds like you guys kind of holding that torch, which I think is cool. Right. Yeah, TFCon honestly feels very hands off. Like it doesn't yeah. really feel like you interact with very much there, other than the dealers room and you set at panels you don't really interact with things there i feel like an expo like no one's pretentious no one's like above talking to you or anything you know like everything's interactive everyone's fun 
like the way it turns out. Not that I don't like TFCon. I love TFCon, but right. I suppose kind of its own thing. It's fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. A, they're different. A, they're nuanced. Yeah. That's the thing I think is kind of unique. Is is again TF Expos like like you said, kind of captures that old BotCon from years and years ago when it was a a really small show. So, um, and and yeah, it's it's definitely a a smaller show. So that's kind of the niche of the. Uh, you know of the event is that you get you still get that experience of of you know having a you know voice acting guests and writers and panels and all these events and things like that but it's not overwhelming where you know it's gonna be uh you know um thousands of people or whatever at the at the show so and one thing I'll say for the length is I feel like a lot of small conventions tend to overstay their welcome because they try to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And by the time you get to Sunday, you know, there's nothing left to do. The events are very good. The dealer's room you've gone through 600 times and it's like four vendors. And I feel like, you know, a small con like TF Expo is good for being really just the one big day and a preview night. Like, that amount of time is enough time to really enjoy it and not get tired of it. Because, you know, the dealer's room's not as big as Anime Central or even TFCon. You know, you don't have a room that's going to take you hours and hours to go through. It'll take you a couple hours to go through. So I think it's nice that it... I think the length works really well for it myself. It's kind of in favor. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, with the vendor room, I, I think it's still pretty good um you know we it have a pretty good mix of, of vendors um you know a few of the guys that do some of the local shows and and transformer shows um as well so there's usually a mix of um you know old product you know vintage product and and new product and then um like some third party stuff i mean it really is just like you never know what's going to show up uh, at the show. So the the main thing is is we do try to you know uh, make it more focused on transformers. So not to say that vendors won't have other stuff, but it's it's really more of a like we ask them that they have at least over half uh, transformers merchandise. Yeah, and the vendors are good. There's a lot of new items. There's a lot of used items. You do get a good variety of used items at the show, which is cool. You know, you get some people Brady and G1 stuff and older figures for you to root through. And that's always fun to do. But then it's also fun just to see, like, the newest, coolest thing up on a shelf for you to buy. And that's there, too. So I think it's nice. So let's continue on that, that subject of toys, because that's what we're, we're all about is toys. Can, can you get exclusive toys at TF Expo? Yeah. We, we can uh, get some exclusive uh, toys at, at TF Expo. So, um, you know, so far uh, they've only announced the custom class figure, uh, which was uh, where we're calling her pre-Lita. Um, so it was uh, kind of a, a riff on uh, Ariel before she was uh, Alita 1. Um, so that, uh, that should be a pretty fun figure. Um, and then, uh, I actually, we have a couple more, uh, reveals here. Uh, we've got one actually I'm ready to reveal tonight 
No way. I have another one, so. Are you revealing it on the show? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, 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 before we get to that, Anna, you said you have some previous year's exclusives. Do you I mind do. showing some of those to show what, what some of the exclusives in the previous year's uh, attendees could have picked up? Yeah, and what I want to say about, like, the TF Expo exclusives that I've gotten, like, I've, I've seen a lot of the other ones, and, like, I like mine best. I think I got some really cool ones from the year that I picked up all the exclusives. But, like, they're just they have a lot of like work put into them and a lot of heart put into them. So I really like the way they come out. Like, you know, um, the, it was 18 because the, the license plate sticker says TFX for 18, but my camera hates it. Um, but like the year they had, um, you had Dan Gilbazan that year, right? Yeah. With the bumblebee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like everything was bumblebee themed. And they had this, like, nice little knockoff number with TF Expo stickers on it. And some stickers on the back and the license plate sticker. And he's got one on his chest, too. And he's in robot mode. And that's a cute little piece that was relatively cheap to get. Then there was also what I thought was really cool was this custom-painted Action Master, or not Action Master, but Pretender Bumblebee shell that they made which was really cool it also came with a 3d printed um bumblebee headmaster which i seem to have put somewhere else in the house um however i still have the shell the shell looks pretty damn cool the way they did it so i like that a lot and you know it's like this is this is hand painted by people there so it's neat to me to kind of have that piece you know it's it's not like a company putting out a recolor it's them actually making something neat for us to have so i think it's neat and then i also have this little um target master with a 3d printed barrel that makes it into a little target master style shockwave type deal which i think is really cool as well and even has a peg for blast effects so that was actually new at the time right blast effects were like they had just happened i think for the first time so that was cool to have and um finally i also have one of the from that year and this one isn't quite holding together as well but this was the custom class from that year which was the moss toy skiff painted up as or not painted up but stickered up like this was all a sticker set it was stickered into a weird cybertronian cheetor type deal which I adore this thing because it is just like, it's very well stickered and it's got the little mouth on the, the front of it also on his crotch, which is funny. And it's got the eyes and the logo. And I just really think it's super cool. And again, you know, this is all um, hand work of the people who put the show on. So I think it's really neat that they produce these things um, and they're nice. Like I, I put them on my shelf with everything else. I think they look super cool. So, so what's like a production run on those? Uh, yeah, what is the production pretty, run size? They're, they're usually pretty limited. Um, so I I don't know for sure. Um, We're talking like just 10? So, yeah, I mean, it would be pretty low. It would be something like, like 20 or 30 or something like that. just depends. That's a lot. That's a, I mean, that's a... I, be you me. That's a lot of work. 30 of anything doesn't matter how many 
how many uh, paint apps it has. <laughs> the the gentleman that uh, that usually does that um, curses us every year, and so then like it takes <laughs> him about a year to get over it, and then uh, you know get on board for for the next year. So, well, there's nothing better than when it's done because you're just like, oh my god, I did it. So like, right. and then people enjoy it. That's that's super awesome. Yeah. So, so and usually, so cool. what we usually do uh, with that is, is like, so the sticker sets uh, we've partnered in the past with Toy Hacks on those, um, and then the uh, like the designs. Um, so I mean, year to year it may change, but we've partnered the last several years with Trent Troop uh, for him to design those, and we get them, uh, you know, three D printed for. Uh, but then there, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of work that goes in with that. Cause like when you 3d print something, it, it doesn't turn out perfect. Like you have to, there's a lot of, <laughs> of, uh, sanding and things like that to kind of get things right. Painting. So you lead the charge on that, right? You're in the workshop. <laughs> no, I, that is not my gig at all. So I, I really appreciate, uh, you know, shout out to Craig, uh for uh doing all that so he, he's the one that kind of kind of leads the charge uh for us and curses us is all uh for for doing it so but it's all super cool like i love this stuff it's just so personalized it's fun yeah we usually always try to you know match it up with like the guests that are coming to like when we had uh, Greg Berger uh, uh, for Grimlock, we did a Grimlock crown, but we did it actually to look like the like the Royals logo. Uh, and I wish that I had it with me, and I, I was not prepared tonight, so I don't have my exclusives. But um, so, and then uh, Paul Eiding, like we did one where some like test tube vials uh, to uh, you know for Perceptor and whatnot. So, but. All right, well, did you guys want to see the exclusive for this year? Yeah, do it. Yeah. All right, so this Bring is it. going to be the MacGuffin key. Let's see if I can. Can you see it there on this? Well, I guess you guys can't see it on the screen, probably. But nope. <laughs> you go to so if, if you're watching the the podcast, you should be able to see it. So that's why uh, none of us are excited. Your... We see nothing. <laughs> did you so... turn your secondary camera on? Um, no, it, it's actually a picture. So I, I don't have the exclusives. Oh. Like I said, I don't work on these. Oh. So, so it is Ooh. it is a picture. I guess I could share it in the chat. But... That is that is cool. So so what's the does it glow? Like what's the purple? One of one of them glows. So the purple one does. So nice. uh, this is an homage to the key to the plasma energy chamber. Uh, it is only available to the premium and ultra packages. So those are the ones that do the dinners as well. So again, this is very exclusive. Uh, the premiums get the black key and the ultras get the activated purple glow in the dark key. So this is uh, the purple one. It's special glow in the dark paint that uh, is charged by UV rays. So damn, so mildly radioactive. So <laughs> To, 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 like, go 100% on TF Expo this year, you have to get two different packages? Wow. No, no, no. Like, sorry. If you do the Ultra, you get... I believe you, you get, get both. both. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll probably be saying that wrong. Shoot. I... 
Hold on. Let me double check because <laughs> I can't remember. I believe I believe the ultras get both. Well, you better fact better fact check on the website before yeah, you go scrambling. Before I say that here, right? That that looks like it's is that no, molded? I, I do like, apologize. That... You only the ultras only get yeah. You, I'm sure we could probably work something out. But like, if you really <laughs> wanted both, but uh, yeah, you only get one MacGuffin uh, key, not not both. So. I want the I want the glowing one. Well, you can get an ultra package and come down, Paul. And then and as a bonus, you get dinner and you get to sit with uh, a voice actor as well. But but I just and want to sit with you. I was gonna say you can pay extra and sit with me instead, Paul. There, okay. there you go. Thank you. You get to audit one of Anna's classes. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll be doing so we'll be doing a uh, classwork. While we're eating, I would be so scared if any of you ever audited one of my classes. Don't do that. The look of terror on your face—I did not anticipate, but I'm amused by it. So anyway, back to the mission <laughs> talk. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. Also, if we've mentioned the the actual guests for this year. Um, so, uh, our voice acting guest is David Soboloff. Um, he's from the film, the films, right? Yeah. So he was, he was from the films and then also, um, I'll pull up my stuff here. Uh, what was it? Transformers prime as well. Right. Yeah, he was the voice of Blitzwing in the Bumblebee movie. He was Depth Charge in Beast Wars and Shockwave in Transformers Prime. Nice. Oh, Ron says apparently he uh, he wants to sit with me as well. So there you go. I'll see. We, see. we don't have a package for that, Ron. I'm sorry. It's just crazy that he's been in Transformers that long. And like spanning so many, so many like eras. That's crazy. Yeah, he probably has some cool stories. What other guests should we look forward to, Lucas? And then I had mentioned Jim Sorensen before, and then um, uh, Flint Dilly is also a. Uh, a featured guest so that should be a lot of fun okay i'd i'd have dinner with flint <laughs> right like, that that would be a table i wouldn't say much i'd just i'd be like go say stop talk please i'll listen to anything you say yeah, i'm actually excited to see him talk because he can tell some stories I don't know that I've really heard him talk at length before. Um, I feel like all the shows, like I've just never, uh, you know, been able to go to. So I, I'm actually pretty excited to hear some of his stories. Yeah, he's just so laid back, you know, he'll just, he can, 
you never know what'll set them off, like onto a really crazy, like storyline of memory. You know, I think I think just like you know, he doesn't know what will trigger like thoughts in his head that pulls out this ancient story that he's just remembering for the first time. <laughs> you know, as he's telling it to you. So he's um he's he, that should be a lot of fun. That's it. Those are two good guests. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, we actually had to wait to announce it um, as well, because unfortunately, our original guest that we were going to have as a voice actor, um, um, Stephen Keener, uh, passed away uh, this year. So um, that was we were really excited to do kind of a headmaster thing with him and and um, and Flint. But um, but. But yeah, so but but we are excited for David though, so oh, it sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah. So. It definitely will be. Road trip from Chicago. It's not it's not too far. How far is it from Chicago? Because you've done it. Eight hours? Okay. Eight hours. Yep. Yeah. Just did it a while ago myself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to be I'll there be... as a vendor, guys. You guys should come check out your favorite vendor, Anna. I'm really curious to see what Anna sells at her booth. Like, what are the Anna rejects? Yeah. Is it going to be all that stuff, all that stuff in the bin you got from that guy? <laughs> no, no, it's going to be like the high end, like fans, toys and MP. It's going like, to be all the like stuff this. you guys have on the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you'll be making money hand over fist. <laughs> so like, far, it's a lot of like, a lot of MP stuff and premium mainline stuff that just isn't amusing to me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, none of that high end high end crap. You need to get the like Sir Toys knockoff box. Yeah, you're not getting my weird ass transforming hamburger I have over there. That is that is mine forever. Like a life size Burgertron. It is. It's big enough for Scorponok to eat. <laughs> it's cool. He can hold it in his hand and be like, ah. Apparently, Zoltron just noticed that uh, I have stuff behind me again. So, there you go. I did it just for you, Zoltron, so that you guys wouldn't complain. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that, too. Yeah, most of the but podcast, he just spends on dressing you with his eyes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. yeah Anna, can you uh, autograph some of the uh, toys that you sell? Like you, You're like, oh, I did a review of this on microcasters that lucas forced me to buy it and then uh decided i didn't want it afterwards so you could actually pay me not to sign it that way i won't reduce the value i got a decent deal on my mp wheel jack because ryan from sabertron used it in one of his photo sessions i thought that made it worth more you know i, I don't know Gently used. There you go. That's exciting. So. Well, yeah, this sounds dope. I wish, you know, I wish the, it was in the cards for me to go, because I would definitely go. 
That's all right. But it's, it's not this time. Yeah, I, I know the timing uh, is, can be kind of tough for people, you know, with it being right before the 4th of July weekend and, and everything. So, but uh, it's kind of the way that the timing worked out with everything. So, well, yeah, it's really just the travel for me. You know, if it was, if it was in my backyard, like I would totally spend the pre 4th of July days hanging out at this. You know, like that's, that would be great. Yeah, I'm kind of trip right there. Eight hours, that's nothing. I'm somewhat not looking forward to having to recharge afterwards and immediately go see family on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have a slate of conventions again. I know last year we kind of talked about, uh, you know, would would TFCon happen or, or not? And, you know, we, we had TFCon. Did we have TFCon Toronto last year? Did that take place? I think so. No, I, I think that uh, TFCon, or no, it happened in December, right? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had TFCon Baltimore last year, and that sort of kicked things off. And for, for those folks who went to that, it was a, uh, a really hopping show for, for the sellers, especially. Um, you know, that was a fun time. And then, uh, you know, I don't know if I heard anything out of TFCon Toronto, but TFCon Los Angeles, you know, Catherine came on and did the episode with us. And, and you know, that guest list was insane. Um, the guest list for the upcoming TFCon Toronto looks really, really good. Um, and, and hopefully then we'll start getting news about TFCon Chicago. Um, you know, BotCon is, is, is not what it used to be, but it's back in a new form. Um, so there's a, a big, uh, wide selection of Transformers conventions you can hit up in 2022. Here, guys, I can, I can sell this at the con. Oh, there you go. You know, I've actually never played with the... Too many blueberries? Yeah. I've actually never played with the G1 Rapbats, so I had to look up where his accessories went, because I never played with one. Where else yeah, would you go? How oversized is that? Oh, it is huge. It is yeah. massive. I have nothing normal on my desk. Everything I have is either oversized or here. Um, the Target Master okay. with it. I was like, wait, is that oversized or does Aaron just have really tiny hands? No, this is absolutely massive. This is a very, very large rat bat. Yeah. Now, I feel like that's something that would be something up your alley. Why are you selling that? I'm not. It was a joke. Oh. It was just what was on oh. my floor. Like, it was the only KO within reach. <laughs> oh, boy. I had to go with what I had. Have you sold any knockoffs or just? Like, you I'm not sell allowed official? to tell that story, am I, Lucas? Oh, God. No, no I don't want to. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> but like your your weird your weird stuff, those knockoffs. So like you've never sold any of those, right? Not usually, no, because I like it. And I keep it. There will be a few weird things. Um, I'll be selling some knockoff um, Target Roids. Those TFC Target Roids I got that were knockoffs. 
those are so terrible. I'm going to actually get rid of them. Um, wow. They're other. Yeah, no, they just don't do much for me. But there'll be a few other things there. But it'll mostly be. It'll all be labeled politely. And it'll mostly be good mm-hmm. stuff that I just don't want. Have you ever had a musical guest? Uh, I don't I don't believe so, no. People have requested to have, like, the Cybertronian spree there, but uh, that's not quite in the cards. It's a little expensive to get them to come down. Were, were you wanting to be the musical guest there, Paul? Oh, sure. Sure, I'll just come down and pop a squat. Featured... Sing, sing lesbian seagull all day. I'd like at the entrance, like put a little stage up on the entrance and I'll just serenade people as they come in. That sounds great. Might keep people away. There you go. But that might not be good. I, I thought, I thought pop belly had exclusive rights to your, uh, your performances. Um, well, it's only in Illinois. Okay. Hmm. Across the border, the laws are different. That's true. Yeah, and we could always go to Kansas and then across another state if if my problems follow me to Missouri. There you go. I've heard there's things to do in Kansas as well if you come to the convention. I've heard people like to visit here sometimes. Yeah. I don't understand, but other <laughs> people like it. So, there's some breweries. There's an art museum. There's a really good art museum. I will always. It's a bit of a drive from the convention site, but it's a really yeah. good art museum. What would you it's describe as a bit of a drive? Like More than minutes. five minutes. I actually what, don't know how far say? it is. I think I think it's probably like twenty minutes or so from the hotel. Is it only that far? That's nothing. I guess it's equidistant from my house then. Because the hotel is 40 minutes from my house. But then... Yeah, Yeah, but don't become one of those... You don't need any off-site cultural events. That's when Transformers conventions start going a little off the rails. Like, we're going to go to the zoo! Like, no one wants to do that. Like We always did that at doll conventions. It was always a thing. It was always go to a place and then do, like, photo shoots at, like, a zoo or a botanical garden. Oh, but, like, with the dolls? Oh yeah. Okay. See, but that's not. It's that I I, I, I never like. Take your chance to go for a photo shoot at the zoo. Get dropped to this primal to pose with the gorillas. Sure, but like that's <laughs> the one thing about Botcon that always like made me like kind of kind of like turn my head up was like there were these sort of family centric events because you know there's like this contingent of people that this is their family vacation is going to the the Transformers event in another city. And like, that's an excuse to travel. So like, I think it, in the Chicago one, you could, you could, they actually were busing people downtown to go on like the untouchables tour or something, huh. which like had to have been the biggest waste of time and money of all time. And I, and that's cool. If you want to go do something like cultural, like great. But like, I just don't, I think it's kind of bad when, the convention like tries to put that on as a as a thing like that i don't know it it just it never appealed to me if if it appeals to you listener then 
then I, I clearly there's a disconnect from my experience to yours. Like it's okay if that's fun, but I've never seen sense. the allure. I think when it was at like Los Angeles or Florida and you had Universal Studios there with Transformers themed <laughs> activity to do, that makes sense. When you're doing a, a Chicago gangster tour that you have to go from St. Charles to Chicago, which is a good 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending upon the time of day you go, that is not worth it. Yeah, I, I think that if you can like link it to the show somehow, uh, like some type of event, I think it makes sense. But yeah, like for the most part, I don't know. And, you know, for me, I feel like I'm always spending so much time at the show just with friends and, and whatever that it's it's hard for me to actually go do sightseeing around the city. So, wasn't there like a bourbon tour or something when it was in Louisville? Uh, went at Bacon. Well, I mean, it, it does, but like, I like to get drunk after the show, not like before or during. <laughs> so, not so much. So. I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm pointing out. I never understood that part of conventions, and I'd be cur- I'd love to hear like why the, the perspective from someone that was like, oh well, this is why that's a great opportunity at a convention. Like that is not why I ever go. I go there strictly for toy stuff, and I want as much as I can in the allotted time that I'm there. I mean, but Paul, I, I, I think... go ahead, Lucas. Oh, I was going to say, um, I know a couple years ago when they had the first TFCon LA, uh, it was over spring break, and I managed to convince my family to do a Disney trip. So we did Disney trip first, and then we did the, the show after that. And uh, But my family didn't really do the show. It was just kind of like they were there while I was happened to be there. So Yeah, you, you conned them into that one, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, we're here for right. Disney. Oh, you know what? This coming Saturday... Uh, I'm going to disappear for like eight hours. Is that okay? Right. I'll be back. I promise. I conned them. <laughs> what if they did like a local toy store tour? Wouldn't that be like the dorkiest thing? I mean, that'd be cool. As long as it's like, you know, if, if it's a Friday, Saturday thing and Friday's preview night, I'd want to do that Friday morning-ish afternoon or even Thursday. Like, I don't know if people... You gotta have a certain caliber of show for people to come like days early, I think. But um, r- really, those toy stores should just become, you know, they yeah. should be involved. Right, right, right. I, I, was gonna gonna say, I don't think really you want cool. to feature a, like a store that's not going to be involved with your show. No, and then unless you did it on Sunday after the show, so it's like if you missed something, go. Right, right. But I would think I mean, even they, then, you'd want to entice them to be a vendor at the show. Yeah. Or if they had, like, some sort of Transformers-centric display up, you know, like, maybe not a for-sale thing, but, like, an art show, or, you know, if there was, like, a toy museum... I'm making this up, but, like, if there was a toy museum that had, like, a crazy history of Transformers thing, like, that would be, you know, worth... That'd be worth I mean, it, right? Yeah, this this theoretical toy museum <laughs> that happens to be right next to the hotel, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it has to be close. Yeah, close. yeah I, I, mean, I, I feel, I feel like for the most part, we do a pretty decent job of having a Transformers toy museum in the vendor room. You know, like 
with uh, with all the stuff. So I'll hold I think that's one thing that folks fail to realize with some of these conventions, especially when you're talking about a bigger city like Chicago, is that most conventions are going to be near an airport, which oftentimes means you're not going to be near the actual metropolitan hub where the stores would be or the museums are going to be and, and, and that sort of thing. So um, that's that's where it gets sort of tricky in terms of trying to organize all that stuff as well. Yep. But Paul, to your point earlier, you did say, you know, how BotCon was a show that tried to offer more things that weren't at a typical convention to make it to build up that sense of community. So doing those trips is probably just another aspect of that. It cer- certainly is. I, I, took all those aspects and I chopped off that, that bit. Like I loved all yeah. the other ones and didn't, that's the one piece of it that I still don't understand just for, cause I wasn't there at the very beginning of BotCon, you know? So like that, I think if you like the community for me built after I started going to the shows and seeing what they're about and then started building the community and then the show stopped. So I, you know, maybe I didn't, I missed that part. There's one more piece of, of conventions that, I think has really been forgotten, and it's what I would like to see at more conventions. And it's not more vendors, but it's like dealer room displays of like notable collectors or like a notable collection. That the only reason it's there is to just sit there and look at it. Like it's not for sale. That that used to be something that like would I would see that a few times <laughs> at Bacon. Like at um, it was one. I think the first one in. No, the one in Dallas. There was someone that was there, and all they did was they just had a table and had every single minicon ever on the table. And like you know, I wouldn't want to pay if I had something notable to display like that. I wouldn't want to pay money to have a vendor table to just show stuff off. I'd want to almost be like invited, you know, just like because it would be a shit ton of work to even set that up and even like travel and transport it. But it would be so satisfying to like just to just show it, you know, to be like, here it is. And I remember I remember an older BotCon, which I was not at, but I saw the photos of it. And this almost this this is what kind of made me want to start going is someone had every single G1 toy in box sealed and every variant of them like on a display. And it was like eight or nine tables long, just in a stack like behind the table. And when I say every variant, you know, stuff like the aerial bots with w- without the the bug for like a, f- a free m- movie poster on it and the ones with that you know like oh that's that's and this might have something to do with like my variant madness for MISB stuff but like you just didn't you'll never see that again but it was there that year and just that year and someone was showing it off and I want to see more of that stuff like that stuff is cool, but it's I think it's difficult to like procure or get someone motivated to even do it. Well, the thing that's like honestly, the, I feel like the thing that's even hard with that is 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 because I mean I could see us doing something like that, um, but then you also have to worry about like you have to have someone watching the space constantly too, because unfortunately you know people are gonna you know whatever whatever could happen potentially at the show um and and so that's that's the other thing too with with that is is because i know 
um, you know, like at TFCon, they show off some of the third party, uh, you know, stuff, and they always have to have people, you know, watching people to make sure that nothing happens to, um, to that stuff. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is difficult. You're talking about some stuff like that where it's a mint in box collection, and that sort of upheaval of the collection can damage some of those things. So that that would be. Um, that, that would be scary, I think, for folks who have that kind of collection. That could be kind of a cool art contest, though. Like, if you did, like, a thing where people submitted their best display piece and then, like, attendees voted on it throughout the convention. Like, they went through, like, a little... Like, they do at um, some, like, anime conventions, they do, like, a little art show where people will sell some of their art, but then they'll also have a contest within it, and you'll just submit, like, you walk through the art gallery and you submit your favorite to vote on it that would be kind of a cool thing to do or to do that with customs that, that they know would they actually be pretty fun to do yeah to, to do something <clears throat> like yeah your your best custom or your your best piece your your biggest oof <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was a piece of botcon as well like a art there was an art contest and a custom custom thing and people would vote on it through the day and then I think the winners got either like free set of exclusives or they got um, a free trip the next year, a free Primus package the next year or something. So, so uh, again, an, another kind of like time forgotten aspect that like, yeah, you could totally do that. Like, why not? And, and I think it grows over time. And that's something when you look at like um, the comic book convention, just, just, list of comic book conventions has grown so much and for these conventions to differentiate themselves have become harder and harder to do especially you have some on the same weekend so what c2e2 started doing was they started doing this international cosplay convention i'm sorry co cosplay contest and so last year the one that won it was an amazing sound wave costume by the way so if you haven't seen that go check that out that thing is is insanely nice looking um, but that was something that they started to do to sort of bring attention to themselves and differentiate themselves from, you know, they, they couldn't be San Diego. Um, they couldn't be New York Comic Con, but like what could they do uh, to, to make themselves sort of a um, highlight on the calendar other than being, you know, the, the big convention in, you know, the third largest city in the country and, and, and the largest one in the Midwest. Anna, I think you should take what I said to heart and make a crazy KO table. Just like the, ho yeah. the horrors of Transformers. Oh, that would be fun. There you go, Anna. I, I might, uh, if you want to do that, uh, we, we could talk to you about setting up another table of weird Anna stuff. I, I would seriously make a, make an art piece KO table. Don't put it past me, Lucas. You'll regret it. <laughs> Yeah, but if you became the number one um, convention for Transformers customs in the country, like that's that's something you can make a, a mark for yourself. Yeah, if you had like a thousand dollar prize or something. I mean, I don't know. You like, like you kind of almost have to outdo everybody else. But but whatever. We shouldn't be probably giving away all our secrets. Yeah, right. Business success live. Just make I just. Sure. TFL PCON 2030. 
Oh, um, hey, Anna, did uh, Ron was wondering, uh, the, the people that made um, some custom toys for, we discussed about TFCon LA, um, did those people, are, are they coming to TF Expo by any chance? Do you know? I think the you had them one year, right? Who made the tar mask? You yeah, did have them one yeah, year? Yeah, I know that they were there uh, the last TF uh, Expo. I don't know if they'll I be there this year. I don't know whether or not they're coming for this year or not. We'll find I think out. You're slightly... uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not in charge of the uh the vendors either so i, I don't what, know. what, what are you in charge of i'm not he's in charge of hype man, but he's really awkward you're just the hype dude what, what is it you say you do here <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't really do a whole lot paul so <laughs> he gives them exclusive access to the tflp podcast yeah that's hey, right that's right that ain't nothing i'm a people person um, what was I going to say? Oh, but Expo does get good artists, Ellie, people. Like, they get some really fun people. Like, there's a few local um, folks who make, like, keychains and other, like, really fun art stuff that usually, you know, they usually haunt the anime cons, but when they come out for Expo, they bring Transformers-related stuff, and some of it's really cool and relatively unique, so it can be really cool to just you know, see that kind of stuff, but also get a chance at it. Cause you just normally don't know where to look for that stuff, you know, other than digging through Etsy. It's cool to have those chances. Well, if you ever want to have a start to finish Japanese masterpiece, mitten seal box collection on display in the back corner, you just let me know, Lucas. All right, there you go. Bring it down from Chicago. We'll, we'll host. I'll get my, I'll get my happy ass down there. Yeah, isn't it already in Iowa? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Stop it. That's Iowa not any happy. closer. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the convention season. Unfortunately, you know, I can't make it to TF Expo, but I'll be at TFCon Chicago uh, this year. TFCon Chicago is. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the show will be. It's been three years, four years since we've had it. Um, so it, it's hard to say what the show will be. Um, you know, last year, TFCon Baltimore was a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully TFCon Chicago will bring kind of that same uh, group of folks and same energy out there. I think it'll be great. Like, I... I'm excited you to be great, and we'll be there, so yeah. we'll make a there good time go. of it. Anna and I will be there, so. But uh, I was going to say, if you are interested in going to the show and are looking at buying tickets, they are on the website at tfexpo.net. Um, so there should be information on uh, booking your hotel room, at uh, you know getting tickets, and it has information on the various ticket packages as well, so. Um, and also, if you want to be a vendor or an artist at the at the show too, there's information for uh, vendors and artist booths. So the uh, how reasonable are the the tables? Like, what's the situation? 
Oh gosh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know how much the tables cost. The tables cost. The tables cost one hundred dollars for a table. Artist tables. Artist tables are forty dollars, and the exhibitor tables are hundred dollars, which gets you one two passes. uh, A an eight by eight space with one six inch table and two dealer badges. One a six inch table six only. Table. S- sorry, six foot. Foot table, Lucas. <laughs> mm, six foot, whatever. You That's... get to display one transformer. It's to scale with your toys. Yes. Everyone That's just got like this cheap. giant tower of transformers. Like this is. Oh. I only have six inches of, of floor space to work with here, people. If you want some from the bottom, come back on Sunday. So um, the basic ticket. So uh, Randall was asking, uh, what's the uh, day of ticket price? Um, so for the weekend, the basic ticket package is twenty dollars. Um, I'm not sure what the one like. So say if you were only going to come Friday, we're only going to come Saturday. I am not a hundred percent sure what that price is going to be. So just scare them away and say it's twenty dollars. So like you might as well buy the the full thing. Right, right. There, there you go. So, I think maybe fifteen. I'm not gonna. I, I feel like I'm making that up because. It costs more to go for a single day than two, so just buy the full package. <laughs> right, there you go. Don't put me in charge of financing, or that's the kind of deals I'll be uh, spewing. To <laughs> I'm actually really excited for the Friday stuff this year, because I've never been able to attend the Friday evening nonsense, mm-hmm. and this year I can, so it should be I so like, like nonsense. What kind, do you get sleep on Friday between, like, the Running the show, Lucas. Like he shouldn't. That's not right for a showrunner. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. Well, what happens? <clears throat> what happens from like two to five a.m.? Like you just sit there and like freak out because because the, the next day's coming. No, I, I sleep, Paul. Oh. So. Yeah. Chill, Luke. <laughs> cool, hey, Luke. It's uh yeah, it's it's not quite as crazy as as TFCon for me, so a little bit different crazy, I guess. If you come, Paul, you can host the first ever Expo room party. Oh, I would love that. You would do it. (laughs) Energon mimosas. My brain is having a really difficult time comprehending that 4th of July is not that far away. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was just April. So. Yeah, these things have come up fast. Next thing we know, it'll be October and we'll be in Chicago. Well, you guys are always in Chicago. It's it's, it's June 13th. Yeah, that, oh my God, my brain doesn't understand that. I'm in mid-June. Oh, the room party? What? Apparently we have to have a room party in order to get Zaldron to come for Friday night, Lucas. Oh, there you go. All right, Paul. Sorry, you got to come down too. Shit. So. I can pretend to host a room party. I'll have like a can of soda. Just coming down for a room party sounds like enough to get me to come. (laughs) There you go. 
There you go. The real reason I can't do it is because the next weekend I'm going down to Nashville. So I can't do like two fun weekends in a row. Why Why not? Yes, no, you stop. write it off as a business expense. No, say, it's... I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I have to. Make you can money. talk about that after the show, Paul. Yeah, I, I can't do that because my, my, I don't want to get div- divorced. If, so. the di- if if one weekend of fun is the difference in oh wait I think probably a lot of people have said that right yeah <laughs> so just to bring bring the kid with you and then you can dress her up for the costume contest and you'll be fine actually maybe I could swing that I don't know how much fun I would have I don't think be hosting any room parties if that's the case <laughs> ah you know it, it'll be fine. Dress her up as Bumblebee. Oh, there you I'll go. host the room party if it'll get at you there, Paul. It'll be amazing. I know I, how to throw a party, not at all. I would love to see Anna's version of a party. I've tried. I've tried a couple times. It was real bad. <laughs> we'll make it work. Yeah, this sounds great. I mean, you guys got you guys are doing it right. You've done it many years in a row. You know. Th- I I really wish that the event would happen on the tenth anniversary. It's a real shame that you know the world didn't let it, that happen, because I was all packed up and ready to go. I had it all planned out. Sergio was going to be my booth bitch, and we were going to mosey on down. <laughs> it was, it's a real shame I can't make it. Like, but everyone should go with it. If you are in the vicinity, if you're anywhere near this, like if you're within four hours or even more, you you should go because like a lot of people put this together to make it good. It's yeah. gonna be fun, and attendance is not expensive. Like just yeah. coming for the regular, paying for the normal pass. Right. A, I think DairyCon is at least entry. twenty bucks. You know, and like this is this is a different level of convention than that. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. DairyCon. I figured out what DairyCon is. DairyCon is a Transformers-based flea market. Yeah, that's it. They have their own events. They have their own little unique, kitschy events like the ones we've been talking about. But they—they're an acquired taste for sure. Like this is an organized effort, putting like your experience first. Not the showrunner's experience first. <laughs> you know, like that's uh, that's maybe the difference there. I, I, you know, one of the really cool things about Expo to me has always been like I feel like the showrunners easily transform into attendees, like in mid sentence, because they just get excited about stuff and they all interact with everybody. And like, there's just nothing pretentious about Expo. Like, and I, I hate pretentiousness, so I, it's very appealing to me. To just kind of be able to be a part of everything. There's no like lines. Yes, like fans doing stuff for fans, right? Right. Yeah, I really like that kind of stuff. It makes it a lot more fun. When there starts being lines, it's just not as fun. Yeah, when you start getting told you can't go in because you don't have the right badge, I'm like, I'm just going in with my friends. We're just, we're, we're not, I'm not, yeah, I'm helping them set up. So, yeah. 
we'll do. Am that I doing a panel this year, Lucas? Uh, I think so. I told them that. Uh, I told them to add you I to the schedule. Uh, I'll, I'll confirm that oh. schedule hasn't posted yet, Anna. So, do do you have a, a title for your uh, panel that you, uh, that you've put a lot of effort into? So uh, yeah. It'll be KOs across the years. I'll just talk about knockoffs. <laughs> there you go. It's exciting. Now, now will you talk about Bellman. the difference between a knockoff and third party? Oh, come on. That's like baby stuff. We're going to get a lot deeper than that. <laughs> uh... We're going to talk about different degrees of oversizing. How dangerous is the plastic on some of these? We're going to taste it and find out. <laughs> a knockoff plastic taste test. Tastes like my tongue, like my tongue turned blue. Uh, that is not actually what I'll do, I swear. You can call it this. Knockout, knockoffs, and knocked up. The three KOs. <laughs> Three K. No, you don't want three Ks. Never mind. <laughs> this is all awful. That Janice, Janice, Janice happy time. <laughs> that joke I, just gained speed as it went yeah. downhill. I did like the knocked up part because I do have a toy baby carriage transformer. Oh my god! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> what? I can I can fly. <laughs> You have like, you should get the uh, the MicroMaster Rodimus and have Optimus Prime pushing around the MicroMaster Rodimus in that. I usually have Nicey with another RC toy in the baby carriage when I display it. Okay. okay. Um, the whole story. Why don't you just do a, a presentation on that toy? On Nicey? Yes. I thought about doing just like women in Transformers and talking a lot about that and the wind delayed debacle all my favorite topics the wind blade debacle yeah the model kit you remember when oh, i get all oh. up in arms about the, the the model kit and her tushy yeah yeah she's a good I, tushy I, I thought there was something else beside that no yeah, yeah. oh no i i could make up more All right, well, was there anything else that we want to touch on? I think we kind of went over everything for uh, TF Expo. So, again, if you want more information, go to tfexpo.net. Um, online, you can get tickets there. Uh, show is going to be July 1st and 2nd in Kansas City, Missouri. Well, right outside Kansas City. Should be a fun time. Um, I have never not had fun at TF Expo. And all all the information Lucas doesn't know will be at tfexpo.net. So go there for the final word. And I guarantee you'll have fun or your money back. No. Oh, your money back. (laughs) I don't think I want to. I want my name on that. So. All right, well, um, I guess that's it then. So thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, thanks to everyone in the chat tonight. Thanks to uh, Zaldron. Thanks to Ron. Thanks to Catherine. Thanks to uh, 
Jose earlier. Um, and then thank you to Lord Nexus. Lord Nexus. So, yeah, thanks, guys, for participating in the chat. Uh, thanks for having us. And um, we, uh, I guess we'll see you Thursday night for the, um, I don't know what we're doing on microcasters, but, uh, yeah. I can talk about those cassettes. I would show it off. Those there, things there are fantastic. Some, some mainline toy made Anna buy that she's going to be selling at her booth at TFCon. There you go. Oh, yeah, you know. I'm sorry, know, TFX. Good idea. Okay. So, all right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. See you. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. <laughs> ha ha ha!